All right, I think uh, I think we're ready. I uh, switched to a new microphone there, so hopefully that still sounds good. And then Carl, let me know when I can. Uh... Aha! So we're good to go then. Carl says. That's good. So it uh, looks like uh, Victor's got a cold. But uh, yeah, a lot of us have gotten away with very little snow. Uh, we don't have anything on the ground here in Albany yet. And uh, I was in Syracuse over Thanksgiving with my family, and they had a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Gary says, you can just barely hear me. Is that true? Because I can turn myself up if uh, other folks are experiencing the same thing. I don't know. You sound pretty good to me. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah, everyone had a good uh, Thanksgiving holiday, I hope. Um, today, we, we ended up canceling last week's show um, because of the weather. There was, like, sort of ice and snow happening, and so Carl caught an earlier flight, and I uh, drove out to Syracuse a little bit earlier. So, so we're just going to kind of redo things today. We've got a couple of questions to get started, but we need questions from you guys um, if uh, – we want the, uh, the uh, show to uh, be interesting. And it might not be, and that's okay. We might just have a short show, which is fine. Um, question one from Victor was about Christmas tunes and stuff. Um, we, uh, we're going to look a little bit at some Christmassy things this year, but we did a whole bunch of it last year, and there's a whole bunch of Christmas tunes in the Dojo U archive. Um, and so I'll show you where you can find those. If you go to our tune index... Um, about, I want to say, halfway down the page, there's a bunch of Christmassy stuff there. So you can head to the um, the Dojo University Tune Index, and we've got most of the Christmas hits going on there. Um, and they also exist in our tutor book for those who uh, who have been through that and who um, and who know the tutor book and and everything like that. So uh, and then Victor. What else? You were asking a secondary thing there, too. Um, ah, Christmas tunes and gigs, yeah. Um, who out there has some holiday gigs? I really don't have that many. It's, it's pretty cold up here, but I imagine further south, they're probably pretty common. Um, so let us know if you have any gigs coming up. We'd love to hear about them. Uh, Victor says recommended know, a... I lived in on that subject. Um, I know when I lived in South Florida, they had a candy cane parade, which was, oh, I don't know, probably next weekend or the following weekend. Um, and that was always a little bit chilly, but by chilly, I mean it was like in the 60s or 65, 70. <laughs> so that was always a fun little parade. Yeah, there's actually a Santa Claus parade in Schenectady, which is sort of like, I don't know the biggest outdoor parade in this part of the world uh, at this time of year. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, there's, you'll see a few pipe bands in there and a whole bunch of fire trucks and cool floats and stuff. And the, uh, you know, the different dance teams all go out in the parade. And so it's pretty cool. Um, okay. Back to Victor's question about uh, recommended equipment and, and cool stuff. The, uh, I'll go over this again. I know I've talked about it before, uh, but the absolute um, coolest thing that I'm looking for this year for Christmas is the Zoom H2 recorder. I think that's what it is, right, Carl? 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, and uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely the coolest thing since sliced bread for me. It basically takes the Zoom recorder, which um, we, which used to just do audio in really high quality. It takes that recorder and it couples it with a high definition video camera, and it's a really cool portable recorder that you can upload to YouTube and stuff like that. Zoom Q2, that's right. I'm sorry, I got it slightly wrong there. Um, yeah, so Victor, that's like the number one toy on my list uh, that I'm looking for. And then there's a couple other cool bagpipe products going on out there right now. We really like the, the Our Journey book. It's a really cool sort of coffee table style book with lots of amazing pictures uh, with the worlds and stuff. And um, that's sort of a hot a hot gift for piping connoisseurs that's going on. Um, we've got the new Canaire drone reads. We've got Adrian Melvin's new Channer reads. Um, what else do we have going on, Carl? Some of the big hot Christmas items. Well, um, you, you got a good few of them. I mean, uh, let's see. We have the Fred Morrison book, um, Outlands, really oh, yeah. kind of a cool thing. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we did that whole show a couple of weeks ago on great gift ideas. It's kind of a, a shameless self-promotion. So, uh, yeah, if you're if you're looking for those gift ideas, that would be a great podcast to pull up. Um, it's got links to all the products and our favorite ones, and and some of the new hot deal kind of stuff for uh, for this Christmas. Yeah, and then for uh, I, I think I'm not quite sure, Carl. Um, you know the eagle flies at midnight type of thing. Um, but, uh, and you can maybe help me shed some light on this in a moment, but one of the big things for anyone that's a bagpiping geek like I am, there's two key products that I have found this year that we now sell at the dojo, which are really, really amazing. And that's the Peterson Strobo Tuner, which is amazing for, you know, bagpipe tuning geeks. And the other thing is the Peterson, um, body beat metronome are we still we're still doing those right carl you bet and um as a as a note to anyone who's kind of on the fence about these products now is the time to get them because um as of january 1st they're raising their prices so um yeah don't wait till january to get one um uh, it'll cost you a little bit more well and uh i think without explicitly saying anything i think if you keep your eye on certain dojo, uh, you know, certain dojo promotional emails over the next week or so, you might get an even better deal on that, which is a sort of a great Christmas option. What do you think? Shifty Carl? eyes. <laughs> Have I said too much? I, I think you're okay. I don't think anyone has any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm glad I'm safe there. So, so uh, Victor, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Sounds like a great. How about a full year premium tuition, um, Victor? That's actually kind of a curious thing. When we first started Dojo U, we wanted to do a we wanted to offer a full year option to folks, and uh, the interesting thing is the credit card companies would not let us do that, um, which is why we settled on the one month or three month option. Um, just because we're sort of a smaller company and, um, you know, like they'll let, they'll let groups like, you know, Amazon and stuff do the, that sort of crazy stuff. But, uh, for us, the, you know, we could go only go as far as six months. So we decided on a quarterly setup. 
Um, Victor, are you saying that you want a deal on a full year's worth of tuition? Is that what you're saying? We might be able to cook something up. And then uh, Gary asks here if it's possible to post the tunes in, in bagpipe player format. Um, and the answer is it's not really um, easy to do. Um, and it's probably better to play along with the recorder than to play along with the computer um, when we teach tunes because the computer is going to give you a very literal translation of that, um, of the music while uh, you know, Andrew or whoever's teaching the class will, will be do doing a much better job of playing the tune in a musical fashion. So, um, yeah, we uh, the PDFs are um, yeah. the easiest format, though. We can, uh, Gary, I mean, we have a lot of tunes in BMW format. So if there's anything that you really absolutely can't live without, um, shoot us an email at uh, support at pipersdojo.com. Um, if there's ever a tune that you're like, okay, this is going to be my competition tune, and I absolutely want to get the BMW for it, uh, we can often help you there. But we're not really in the business of making sure everything is perfectly typeset in BMW. Um, a good, a great resource for that, Gary, is uh, Jack Lee's site, uh, leeandsonsbagpipes.com. I think they have all sorts of tunes in BMW format that are very affordable to purchase. And, so, and of course, then there's that big one, pipetunes.ca. Yeah, do they, I don't know if they do it. I'm pretty sure PipeTunes does not do BMW format. So, uh, mm, but I'm pretty yeah, sure Lee and Sons does do it though. So I would definitely refer you to them. And uh, you know, we're big fans of both websites. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Um, oh, Les is doing a Christmas in Dethuniac Springs, Florida. I'm almost certain I pronounced that wrong. Um, 14th of the month, two performances, morning and afternoon. Yeah, I wish I lived in Florida so that we could, uh, you know, so that we could play longer into the year. But um, good. I'm just making sure we didn't miss any questions. Yeah, Victor, um, we can. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we can talk about uh, a year-long membership for sure. Um, oh yeah, Phil says, "Are we selling handheld recorders?" Um, I'd love to. I'd love to retail the Zoom products. I think they're just the greatest thing ever. Um, I don't know what's involved in that. Do you, Carl? I don't. Not offhand. Um, I'll look into it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. It's, it's similar to Peterson, where I feel like. Zoom is sort of like that top brand for that niche of uh, the top brand for the handheld recorders. Phil knows a dealer we can get them through. Oh, that's cool. Like a wholesale dealer, hopefully. Um, would be pretty neat. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll sort something out on that because it would be great to offer that as part of the... Uh... <laughs> Phil. I think that's Phil Joyner out there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, probably right. He's trying to trying to squeeze a deal out of us. <laughs> All right. Phil, I'll give you a call later. We'll talk. 
That's good. All right. So, so far, that's all the questions that we've had. What else, uh, what else is on the slate here for today? We're kind of uh, fired up. We've got some, some uh, band practices coming up here shortly, and we're getting fired up for that here in the next couple of weeks. Ah, yes, I was wondering when this would come up. I read that Oren Moore was combining with another band. How will that affect the push to be a grade one on the world stage? Uh, Steve, that's a great, uh, that's a great point, and it is true, yeah. So um, Oren Moore is going to um, basically, um, it's not really a merger because uh, Oren Moore is effectively joining that organization. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we've decided to team up with the Stuart Highlanders. Um, and, and bring our two efforts together because uh, both bands are really operating on a high level, and and we've all been uh, we've all been acquaintances and friends for quite a while, and we just sort of ended up coming to the conclusion that the best strategy would be to figure out a way to get together, and um, and this is what's happened. And as far as how that's going to affect the push to be a grade one band on the world stage, um, it's true officially at the moment that the Stuart Highlanders is a grade two band. Uh, but we all feel in the organization now that um, the potential to be uh, a winning grade one band is much, much higher now um, than it was when the two bands, uh, when the two bands were still completely separate doing their own things. Um, and so uh, that is the name of the game. As, as most people know, Oren Moore was a, uh, was a good grade one band. Um, we managed to qualify um, and the Oren Moore band had a, a few drum course struggles here and there, um, you know, and it's always in this era, part of the world, it's always a personnel issue. And, um, and so, you know, we decided that, uh, you know, reorganization of some kind was in our best interest. And, and that's, that's sort of what happened there. So Steve, I hope that answers your question. Um, as far as the, as far as the general vibe and, and uh, where the band is going to be going, um, I am. I have the utmost confidence that all of these aspects are going to be improved with the latest adjustment. Yeah, it was a surprise for everybody, Steve. I can assure you of that much. Um, and uh, at first, it's kind of like whoa. And then, uh, you know, even for me, you know, at first the discussion was kind of like, wow, this seems kind of crazy. But then, you know, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. Okay, Phil's got a great question for me. All right, Phil, I have to play a funeral tomorrow and went to iron my kilt and jacket. Both were hanging up. That's a statement, not a question. Where did the 10 pounds of cat hair come from? I don't know. Is this like a, is this like a joke? Are, are, are you baiting me for a joke? Or maybe Ian, it looks like Ian got the joke. <laughs> Maybe the cat was like, you know, using it as a bed and then hanging it up in the morning. You got me. I'm not a cat expert. Eric Olet's a cat expert. We should get him on the show. We should. But then um, sounds like maybe the cats somehow figured out a way to lay on the kilt um, while it's hanging. Might be as simple as keeping the closet door shut. Keep the cat out of it. Dog. 
Or getting a dog. Yeah, we need to get you a guard dog. Just sits by the kilt. Barks when the cat comes by. I feel like if bagpiping was a mainstream activity, that could be like a comic that you would see in the Sunday paper. The real question is, Phil, do you actually have a cat? That's true. If you don't have a cat, we could be, there could be a serious, uh, you might have a serious problem. <laughs> Ah, excellent. People with cats that are afraid of pipes. I can Andrew says, have you had the opportunity to play balanced tone reads? If so, can you comment on that experience? Uh, I played balanced tone reads a very long time ago, but I know Carl has played them more recently. So Carl, why don't you take this one? Yeah, I am. Um, I plugged the new ones in uh, when they came out, the new yellow ones, uh, and and just kind of played with them for a little bit. Uh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe I played an hour on them. Um, it was just kind of cool. I wanted to see what what it was like to be able to adjust the volume of the drone reach, which is, of course, what um, its claim to fame is with the little uh, white plug on, in the end of them. Uh, and as far as tonal quality, it sounded nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I developed a little bit of moisture uh, on the drone read, but it didn't overly affect it. Um, it, it. The directions talk about the little slits that run along the, the blade to help wick the moisture away from the tongue. Um, and for whatever time I played, it, it seemed to do exactly that. Uh, so it... Uh, I enjoyed the reads as, as little as I played them. Um, and uh, I know they've been a, a fairly popular seller, so a lot of people are are uh, getting them and hanging on to them. My, my biggest, not issue, but just personal um, qualm with them is just the, um, the, the design. They're kind of like the old um, SM90s where the body of the the read actually moves. So I just get in the habit of checking the read that it's in the read seat by pushing on the bottom. And of course that then, uh, you know, un, uh, uncalibrates, un, it moves everything on the read. So uh, if you get them, you just have to get out of that habit of pushing on the bottom of the read. Uh, but other than that, they've been really good. Um, I like them. I do. Let's see, how do Henderson harmonics compare to easy drone reads? Um, I was going to echo runs and easy blah, blah. Uh, The answer, Steve, is I don't know. Um, I haven't personally played, and I don't think Andrew has either, the Henderson harmonics. I've only heard good things about them. Um, we see and, and use a lot of the easy drones on a very frequent basis, and we really, really like them. Um, so I don't know if that, that uh, quite helps. But. <laughs> I played a Henderson harmonic bass drone read way back in the day, and I really loved it. I forget what I forget why I eventually moved away from it. 
Um, I think it was maybe kind of when the Canard reads came out when they started to happen. I think I switched to a Canard base and didn't end up going back, but uh, that's been my very limited experience with that. And Ken was asking about the claim regarding air or energy efficiency of maybe the balance tone. Uh, and the answer is as long as you calibrate them, uh, they were just fine. They were no better or worse than any other read. They just have to be calibrated. Yeah, and then Victor's asking about Atherton sets, and uh, which reminds me to mention that, uh, uh, as I usually try to do, Dave Atherton is a sponsor of DojoU, and we're super pumped because um, his instruments are so outstanding. And uh, there's a deal. If you guys contact Dave Atherton, he'll uh, be able to get a deal going for you on <clears throat> any Atherton sets of pipes. Um, if you uh, head over and contact him and... Some people are asking about the difference between the various sets. And I honestly am not that um, <clears throat> educated on the exact difference between the legacy and premier sets. Um, but um, yeah, the, the, I think the MD, that, that's sort of the McDougal, the McDougal replication sets, right? And I know those are like sort of the industry standard. Yeah. Okay, uh, Patty's question. What are your thoughts on the small poly retro pipes by John Walsh? Not sure which small pipes to get. Poly or African Blackwood? I can tell you what my advice would be. Now, I'm not like a mega small piper, so uh, there, would be, there would be some in the world with more authority. But if, uh, if you're going to be mouth blowing into the small pipes, um, and I know John Walsh uh, makes bellows and mouth-blown pipes, but if you're going to get mouth-blown small pipes, I would recommend the poly, just because a lot of moisture will be working its way through that system. And then, you know, the wood, you know, even even more so than pipes, because the wood is that much thinner and smaller and more delicate, you know, you're, you're at risk of damaging them with moisture. So if you're going to be mouth-blowing the small pipes, I would recommend the poly. And then if you're going to be doing the bellows blown setup, um, you know, then for me, it's, I'd probably, if I could afford it, I'd go with the Blackwood just because you get a little bit more warmth of the tone and the aesthetics are a little bit nicer and so on and so forth. Uh, yes, you're welcome, Patty. All right, next. Vintage set of pipes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jeff, um, I'm not as educated as I need to be exactly on the difference between the models, but yeah, um, I would highly recommend purchasing Atherton's as opposed to purchasing the vintage sets uh, <clears throat> because they're, uh, you know, the sort of craftsmanship and the modernity of them, like the fact that they're sort of designed with modern pipers in mind is going to make it a way better bang for the buck there. Um, I'm I'm not a sentimentalist though, also, which um, factors into that as well. So some people like vintage pipes just because they're old and and there's that sort of sense of awesomeness. Uh, but see, I don't really share that same sentimentality with stuff like that, which is why I would go with Atherton all the way. 
Um, Ashby says, hi, sorry I'm late. It's okay, Ashby. <laughs> I'd highly recommend listening to the media section. Yeah, at Atherton.com, absolutely. Oh, but it's good Ashley, Ashby is here now because he's an Atherton player. And then uh, Modern Henderson versus Atherton, uh, I would go Atherton all the way, in my opinion, um, just because the, the Modern Henderson is, um, I don't know if they're trying to replicate um, the older school Henderson, but um, that product is not nearly as decorated as the Atherton is as far as what the tippy-top players are doing. Um, not to say that it's not a great product, because I think that it is. Um, it's one of those it's one of the younger products in the market that has yet to be fully tested. So, so the question is, I'm going to buy a super nice set of pipes. What do I go with? Um, it's got to be like, it's got to be Atherton all the way. And my, that's just my humble opinion uh, when it comes to sort of the situation that you're in. Um, but with that said, I mean, uh, I'm a big supporter of, all the major brands too, you know, um, you know, Henderson, McCallum, Nail, they're all outstanding products. But it sounds like Jeff is kind of thinking about, you know, what's the really tip top sort of uh, Mercedes Benz type thing, you know, um, and uh, Atherton is just in a league of his own, you know, and uh, the price reflects that for sure. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, you'll find yourself waiting a little while because he does pretty much everything all on his own. So, Yeah, it is very subjective. Jeff said uh, Field Marshal is using Henderson's. Uh, that may or may not be entirely true. Um, Henderson is also like a um, you know, Alistair Dunn, who's the pipe sergeant of the band, is closely related to Henderson. Um, and so uh, I'm sure that they're working together with Field Marshal to produce an awesome product um, as well. So um, I don't think the fact that Field Marshal is using them should necessarily dictate, you know, the instrument that you want. Or, or maybe it does. Certainly, I'd love to know. Uh, I'd love to experience anything resembling the sound that those guys are getting. So. Cool. Yeah, and then most of the pipe makers are doing variants, right? Uh, McDougal stuff and all right, Jeff. Yeah, you're welcome. Really good question. We're sort of nailophiles here. I've got a set of nails, and so does Carl, and we really like um, we really like the nail product quite a bit. Um, as you know, as far as what we're personally playing at the moment, and they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, they've got a great silver engraver. They've got a great, lot of great ornamental options. And then, yeah, they're they're uh, they've been working on variants of different sort of looks and setups and sounds. So nail is a great place to check out. I mean, they all are. I would I would kind of like 
go through all the options. Yeah. All right. Anything, uh, anything else on the radar question-wise today? Mike says, what is the big band channel being used? Well, certainly without question, the industry standard is now the McCallum. The McCallum band chanter is sort of the industry standard. Although there are other, um, I mean, there are definitely other chanters out there. Um, Shepard is, uh, Shepherd makes a band chanter that some of the top bands are using. Um, I'm not sure what top bands are still using the nail band option. Uh, but then there's also um, the Chesney chanter. Quite a few bands are using that. Um, that I'm aware of, and some really, really good bands. I've heard that it's an amazing chanter. I haven't really experimented wildly with it. Um, and then uh, and then the other one is the Sinclair chanter. I believe, I could be mistaken, but I believe SFU and Inverary are using the, the wooden Sinclair chanter. Lee asks about the Ascension CD, and the answer is um, almost definitely we will be. Um, just stay tuned for that. I know it's coming soon. I don't think it'll be here before the Christmas, um, before the Christmas holidays are over. Yeah, so there might bad. be something for the New Year's. Yeah, it is too bad. But yes, there should be. Yeah, and Mike Bonham was saying uh, Sinclair's up on the top. Yeah, I believe Inverary and SFU are using the Sinclair. Although one thing to note is they're using the newest generation. So for a long time, there was the quintessential wooden Sinclair that a lot of bands were playing, um, but it has since been upgraded. And so um, we've actually still got a few of the old models left in the Oren Moore inventory of the old Sinclairs. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're using this sort of semi-exclusive modern version there. Sinclair, so. so, yeah. And then again, I don't want to speak for other bands either. So uh, if I'm mistaken about that, I um, I apologize. Thoughts on Roddy's new chanter? We haven't really experienced a whole lot of it yet, Carl. You heard it when you were over in Scotland, I think, right? Yeah, I um I heard it and, and had my hands on it for a little bit while I was there in Scotland. Um, and all the feedback I've I've heard recently has been really good. Um, but uh, you know, I, I haven't heard of any bands switching um at least not here in the states um so i don't know it, it, i think the jury's still out on that one it's a very nice product um and uh yeah we've got some sound samples on our website uh, of the of the channers they're, they're nice when everyone when, I, when someone's ready to get one we'll uh we'll uh we'll get that to you so Yeah. A couple people are typing. And uh, we'll see what they come up with. I think uh, it's probably a good point to... Uh... Ah, excellent. So it looks like we have a new weekly uh, listener. Excellent, Don. Glad to hear it. Gary says, how comfortable are you with where Dojo University is today, and what are your immediate plans for the future? Uh, hey, Gary, good question. 
um, we're pretty pumped and pretty comfortable with how things are going. Uh, we're definitely going to, you know, we'll be continuing to grow Dojo University. Um, as a lot of you know, you know, getting the drumming up and running was a big part of it. And I think you can expect to see um, more and more things happening now that the two platforms are up and running, you know, to really make it, you know, our goal is to really make it like a piping school, you know, an immersive environment where people can learn tons and tons of stuff. Um, you know, and so, um, so yeah, it's just, uh, we're going to continue to to move things forward. Excellent. Yeah. And the archives keep growing every week by like, you know, five to 10 items per week. So, um, yeah, I think we have like, I think we have considerably over a thousand classes in the archive now, which is just insanity. So it's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's uh, take, let's, uh, you know, uh, take the opportunity to wrap this thing up, um, you know, and no reason that we have to be here all day here um, today, but uh, we'll be back on next week and we'll sort of, uh, at some point, we'll give you an indication of what things might look like over the holidays. Uh, we might not, um, I think Christmas and New Year's are on a Wednesday, so we'll be gone for a couple weeks there uh, with the Dojo Universe, but, uh, but then we'll be back soon. So thank you guys for yeah. coming and um, we'll check you guys all soon. Take care, everybody. Thanks. See you later.